Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday the 21st of July. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing and this general advice only, so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. Or if you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read our disclaimer there, of course. And if you are listening on a podcast, you can always sign up for a free trial while you're on that website. Okay, well, we had uh, an interesting night in the US. Results coming thick and fast. Tesla results after hours as well. We had the Dow closing up 48 points or 0.15%. It had a range, not a huge range, really. Down 180 was its worst and up 117 was its best, with the NASDAQ up 1.58%, 185 points, 11,898, and the S&P 500 up 0.59% in the middle for Diddle, up 23 points to 39.60 there. The VIX index coming off 1.2.53%, back down to 24. SPY futures showing a bit of a softer opening down 33 points, or 0.49 of a percent to 66.36. We did have a pretty good day yesterday, so there's bound to be a little bit of consolidation, and uh, that will probably take effect today. But it was all about results in the US. Commodity prices, as far as they go, Brent crude was down 43 cents, 106.92.4 of a percent. WTI down a dollar 96 or 1.88 percent, 102.26. Gold price continues to be under pressure, nearly a year low, down $10.50, hovering around the 1700 level, 0.61% down. Iron ore slightly higher, up 0.93 of a percent, 96 cents to 104.10, and the Aussie dollar just snuggled below 69 cents at 68.86. Other commodities, we had copper up 0.9, nickel up 2.4, aluminium up 1.3, zinc up 1.9, lead up 2%. We had TUN up 1.3%, and that led to some gains in international mining stocks. BHP and Rio pretty much unchanged in overseas trade. However, Freeport McMoran were up a quarter of a percent. Alcoa up 0.36. Tech up 1%. Anglo down 1.25. Glencore up 1.57. Vale down 2.1%. But we did see Arbamile up 3.8%. So maybe some good news coming for some of those lithium stocks. Here you can see the S&P 500. It was a bit of a higgledy kind of day, but in a tight range. Closing up those 23 points, 0.59%. The likes of Apple were up 1.35%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, up 42 Google unchanged. Microsoft up 1%. Amazon up 3.9%. Tesla up 0.8 of a percent in normal trade. I haven't seen what it's done after hours. Netflix up 7.4%. So going well for Netflix following their results the other day. US banks not doing a huge amount, I uh, have to say. Goldman Sachs, the best of the bunch, up 1.1%. But Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up nearly 8%. So that is a good sign for our tech stocks here block being helped as well by the rise in Bitcoin, which once again is over 24,000 
US dollars. So that is certainly helping Block, which does have a bit of a uh, propensity to mirror Bitcoin in some respects, as it has got a large holding in Bitcoin. Major stocks, major stories last night, rather. US stocks regained sure of footing. Bit of a choppy session, though. But the S&P 500's rally has been burning those short sellers. And money market funds see resurgence as raising rates, rising rates allow managers to turn a profit. Over in the UK, it's down to a two-horse race between Rusi Sunak and Liz Trust for the premiership or the prime ministership as Boris bows out. Uh, saying, hasta la vista, baby. Not quite sure why. UK inflation hits a new 40-year high in June. Way to go, Boris. And it's fueling a bet of a 50 basis point rate hike by the Bank of England next month. And Bank of England's Andrew Bailey says a 50 basis point rate hike move is on the table for next month. And the ECB, (laughs) I love the ECB, they are going to discuss ending negative rates. What rock have they been hiding under, do you think? They're discussing ending negative rates with a 50 basis point liftoff at Thursday's meeting. That would take official interest rates to zero. Meanwhile, of course, Germany around 8%, France, Spain, etc., up around 10% inflation. So ECB really being uh, talking tough. And also we have Mario Draghi's government looks as if it's about to fall apart yet again in another episode of chaotic Italian politics. The Chinese have left one-year and five-year loan prime rates unchanged. And the RBA Governor Lowe says higher interest rates will help moderate growth in demand. That, my friends, is why he gets paid the big bucks for statements like that. Putin has signaled the gas pipeline will restart, but with conditions. This is the big question. Nord Stream has been out of action for the last couple of weeks as it has been undergoing maintenance and Gazprom has been forcing some force majeure on some of its customers and is due to restart on Thursday European time. So all eyes on whether that will see the gas flow into Europe or whether we will have more energy crises going on. Macau is set to reopen its casinos on Saturday and Bitcoin 24,000 first time in a month and the Ukraine and Russia close to ensure a deal that will ensure safe passage of grain through the Black Sea. What to expect today? Well, we have got a 33-point loss on our SPY futures, so we are expecting a little bit, I guess, of backing and filling in our market. We had a pretty good day yesterday, up 110 points on the ASX 200, so that was a pretty good day all round. Um, You can hear the rain hitting New South Wales again, but uh, we should see a little bit of... uh, a little bit of bank sort of um, solidarity. We do probably get ANZ back trading today. They have finished their institutional entitlement offer, so that may weigh a little bit on the banking sector. Resources, though, continue to be interesting, to say the least, and we may see a little bit of uh, buying carried over from yesterday in that resource sector, especially in some of the second liners and hopefully in some of the lithium stocks. But it might be a quieter less enthusiastic day than yesterday. We do have NAB's business confidence out for Q2. We've also got some important numbers coming out of New Zealand, trade balance for June and credit card spending for June and Tesla's second quarter profit. It fell 32% from record levels in the first quarter. The company, though, made a record $3.3 billion this quarter, so not bad. U.S. existing home sales have dropped for the fifth straight month in June. 
and mortgage demand hit a 22-year low. Not good for the banks, not good for home builders either. But interestingly, the median sales price for a U.S. home hit an all-time high of 416,000 U.S. dollars, which is up 41% in the last two years. Over in Europe, nothing shaking but the trees there. Stocks 50 down 0.1, FTSE down 0.4, DAX down 0.2, CAC down 0.3. So nothing really to go on there. Interestingly, the number of profit warnings issued by UK listed companies in the first six months of the year has surged 66%. I've got to say, the numbers coming out of Australia at the moment in the sort of confession period, pre-season, pre-reporting season, um, don't look too bad. We did see those good numbers from JB Hi-Fi. We also saw those good numbers from Megaport as well, which has given some tech investors some optimism. So we are seeing not too bad in terms of the, um, the business climate in Australia. Press warning today that iron ore faces a new threat from China. It is creating a national iron ore company, hopefully to be big and be able to negotiate with the iron ore producers, Rio, BHP and Vale and Fortescue, of course, uh, and size matters rather than lots of little companies negotiating iron ore contracts and prices. It is believed that one big company will do a better job of it. The 10-year yield in US, 3.03, so that has snuck up a little bit. Australia, 3.54, that has snuck up a little bit. Germany, 1.25. Sol Pat says, scale in fund management is the key. It has backed the Pendle Platinum Asset Management uh, says it makes sense there for that to be done. Uh, the ZIP update due today, and ANZ has completed its institutional takeover offer, and Ampol, still a takeover target according to Macquarie. Rio has settled $613 million of tax problems with the uh, ATO, uh, going back some years into its Singapore hub. And ING could be a takeover target once results are out the way in August, says the Australian. And in all the tabloids, good news for Charlie Aitken. He and his wife Ellie look to be back together again. Pictures of him holidaying in Italy, uh, hitting the pages of the Daily Telegraph yesterday. But it was page, it was almost page one. But anyway, well done, Charlie. All right, question of the day today. Should the RBA be revamped? The government is looking into the RBA. It's first inquiry in a couple of decades, really. But should the RBA be revamped? Should the board be better composed? Uh, should they pay for some of their past mistakes in forecasting, which have been woeful at times? And even the RBA governor, Philip Lowe, has admitted that they have been absolutely rubbish at forecasting. So should the RBA be revamped? That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there as usual. It's a great group. Members helping members. 3,700 plus members over there. So it's uh, worth getting involved in if you can stand the vagaries of Facebook. And if you're listening to this on a podcast and you want more, and don't we all, as Oliver would say, more, 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 or maybe that was Billy Idol, we have the Marcus Strategy podcast, which is the fly on the wall morning meeting there's the on the desk podcast with the team in melbourne talking all things and my on the couch podcast where i sit down with ceos and fund managers and the latest episode marcus usurped me and he is chatting to peter harold from poseidon nickel all things nickel so that's an interesting podcast previous to that i sat down with julian mccormack from platinum asset management and we discussed the oncoming bear market and recession 
Well, at least that's his view. We'll see. And uh, I would urge you to have a listen to that. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. May the trading gods be with you.